Not sure I can add anything to what's already been said this morning. Because everything we have sung is true, right? Because if it wasn't, it was a lie. And we're wasting our time. So this morning I want to thank you for worshiping the one and only true God, for proclaiming who He is because He is Redeemer, He is Messiah, He is everything we have said He is, and much more. And today our worship will be about Him. Our preaching will be about Him. Everything we say and do will be about Him. Because if it's about anybody else other than Him, it is flawed, it is worthless, it is no good, and there's no reason for us to be here. This morning I'm going to ask you to turn to Genesis chapter 2. That's where we're going to spend our time this morning. This morning as you're turning there, I want to share with you a little bit about where we're heading. I was asked this question not too long ago and had to contemplate what my answer would be because it was one of those things I've read in Scripture before, like many things we've read, and we've just sort of skimmed through the words and never really thought about what it was really saying. I was asked this question about Genesis chapter 2. When God told Adam that if he ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, when God told him that, he said, if you do that, you will surely die. What did Adam do? Ate the fruit, right? You know the story? He and Eve both partook of the fruit. They sinned against God. So when God told him he would surely die, what died? Adam and Eve did not die at the time that they ate of the fruit. They still lived on. So this morning, I want to look at this topic. My sermon is entitled, The Death of Adam. And if there's any question I seek to answer this morning, it is the question, what died? Now, why is this important? Because it is important not only to understand Scripture, but it is important for you because whatever died also affects us right here, today, right where we're at. So this morning, I want to look at that. Genesis chapter 2, we're going to be starting in verse 1. It says, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed and all their hosts, and by the seventh day God completed His work which He had done, creating everything. And He rested on the seventh day from all His work which He had done, Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it He rested from all His work which God had created and made. Wow, the creation story is amazing. Verse 4, this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created and in the day the Lord God made earth and heaven. Now no shrub of the field was yet in the earth and no plant of the field had yet sprouted for the Lord God had not sent rain upon the earth and there was no man to cultivate the ground. But a mist used to rise from the earth and water the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden toward the east in Eden, and there he placed the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God caused to grow every tree that is pleasing to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I want to skip to verse 15 this morning. It says this, Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to cultivate it and to keep it. Then the Lord commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you shall surely die. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, God, I pray this morning as we look at Your Word, Lord, that nothing that is said this morning would 
take away from Your Word nor add from it, but God, Your truth would spring to life. Lord, that we would understand, God, what You want us to see in Your Word this morning. God, I pray that You give us open hearts, open ears to accept it. Lord, whether we like it or not, Lord, if it's truth, we must accept it as what You have said to be true. Lord, I pray this morning that You would reveal to us, Lord, how we should respond. Lord, we must all respond in one way or the other. Lord, I pray we would make our decision, Lord, based on what You would want for our lives. Lord, bless our service. Lord, bless our time in Your Word. Lord, may it be all about You. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 17 is where we're going to be spending most of our time, but I wanted to give you a little bit of a background of what's happened up to this point. God has created everything, everything. He's put everything where it needs to be. And here comes man, here comes the rain to grow everything. And God places man in this garden called Eden to cultivate it, to keep it. And He gives him just one rule. You can eat of anything you want to in here, but just don't eat of this one tree because if you do, you will die. One man by the name of John Donnie said this, Death comes equally to all of us and makes all equal when it comes. Death comes equally to all of us and makes us all equal when it comes. There's two things you're guaranteed in this life. Birth, because you're here, right? Okay, so you were born. And death. That's the only two things you're guaranteed. Don't that make you happy? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. We know we're going to be born, and we also know we're going to die. We know it's going to happen to all of us. So when we look in Genesis 2.17, we've got to understand a little bit of the context here. We must understand that the amount of time that God and Adam's relationship had existed, at the most, scholar says, it may have been 100 years, at the most. But do you know how long it probably was? Just a few days. Just a few days had occurred since God and Adam had had their relationship, and in this few days, God gives this command to Adam, eat of any tree, any fruit, anything you want other than this one, because if you do, you will die. We know that the story goes on and Adam eats of the fruit, and we must understand when Adam eats of the fruit, death separates. Death separates. This morning, I want to spend our time looking at the three types of death that occurred when Adam chose to disobey God, when Adam chose to eat of the fruit that God said not to. And God made also the promise that if you do, you will die. So this morning I want to look at these three types of death. The first one is this, spiritual death. Can you say spiritual? Okay, spiritual. We all heard the word spiritual, right? We're all spiritual, right? In one way or the other, we worship God, we worship something. But when Adam ate of the fruit... One thing that happened is he died spiritually. Now, what is the definition of spiritual death? Death is separation from God, and spiritual death is spiritual separation from God. Isaiah 59 says, Your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden His face from you so that you will not hear. So that you will not hear. Adam and God were separated spiritually when Adam chose to disobey. 
if Adam was over on this side of the stage and God was over on this side of the stage, the spiritual death kept them from getting to each other spiritually. It separated them apart from one another. Their thoughts and desires of Adam were not centered on pleasing God anymore. Because when Adam sinned, God's will took second place in his life. And when you sin, God's will takes second place in your life. If he is not first, he must be second. And when we choose to disobey him, just as Adam did, Adam said, my will is better than your will, God. So I'll make the decisions. You step to the side, and we do the same thing in our own sin. God, let me choose. Let me show you when it is really his will that must come first. The instant, the instant, the second that Adam sinned, he experienced spiritual isolation from God. Now, does this mean that God was not there physically? No, God was there physically, I think, in his midst the whole time. But he was separated from Adam spiritually. Can you imagine? Adam's had this relationship with God where, hey, like the conversation's open, they're talking to one another, and all of a sudden Adam disobeys God and eats the fruit, and he no longer hears God's voice. Can you imagine God's voice has been echoing through the garden and all of a sudden, it's quiet. All of a sudden, God's not saying anything or perhaps God is speaking, but because Adam sinned, he cannot hear him. Can you imagine the place that Adam was in? Because as soon as he sinned, God spiritually separated himself from Adam. And we see this when we look at Genesis chapter 3, if you want to turn there real quick. Genesis chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. Talking about Adam and Eve, it says, Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together, and they made themselves loin coverings. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. They were separated. Spiritually, Adam and Eve were separated from God as soon as they sinned. Now since Adam and Eve sinned, we know that Scripture says every descendant of Adam, every person who has, every, who has ever had natural parents, who has ever been born, is spiritually dead as well. Thank you, Adam. All of you were born spiritually dead. You were alive physically, but spiritually you were separated from God. As a baby in your first minute of life, you were spiritually separated from God. You were born as an enemy to God. Because Adam chose to sin and disobey, it was passed on to all of his descendants. That would be you. That would be me. Now, looking at spiritual death a little bit more, we understand that it's a separate, separation of a man's spirit from God, but it, it happens while he's still living. Spiritual death does not mean that you die physically. You're still alive, right? Those who do not know Christ are walking around spiritually dead, but they're still breathing, correct? Correct. It happens while you're still alive. That's why we must be careful. 
Because it could be us. A sign of spiritual death is not physical death. And the sign of spiritual death is not hearing God's voice, not responding to God's commands when He speaks to us. We see that spiritual death is not always coupled with physical death. And we see that this applies in Genesis 2.17 because though Adam may have died spiritually after eating the fruit, he lived on physically until the age of 930. So he lived for many more years physically. I apologize, my voice wears out very easily. Norman Geisler says this about spiritual death. Death is separation from God and spiritual death is spiritual separation from God. Just as physical death is a separation of one's life from the body, spiritual death is a separation of one's spirit from God. So by looking at these definitions, we understand it is possible for a person to physically die while being spiritually dead. And when this happens, that person experiences eternal Death, which is eternal separation from God's presence forever. Another scholar said this, spiritual death is a state of existence where one is not responsive to spiritual stimuli. When God called, you did not answer. When He spoke, you did not hear. Instead, you did that which was evil and you chose things that God did not delight in. Is that you this morning? Are you spiritually dead? Can you hear Him? Can you respond to Him? Or are you responding to Him? Are you putting yourself first? When God said in Genesis 2.17, you shall surely die, these are the same terms that were used by either God or a king. And they were used in terms of a criminal being put to death. That's the terms God uses. In the case of Genesis 2.17, we see that this death is decreed upon Adam by God. So when God says that you will die, He is talking about a relationship. Our relationship. We will be spiritually separated. John MacArthur would agree that at the time that they sinned, they died spiritually immediately on their disobedience. We see that they immediately had a knowledge of evil. As we see in Genesis chapter 3, their eyes were open. They knew that they were naked and they covered themselves. But the thing is, before this, man, I'm going to squeal like a girl. Awesome. Sorry, it's been a while since I've been in the pulpit. I've been doing youth ministry for about two years. And I hope I don't have to yell at them quite as much, typically. <clears throat> So Adam and Eve already had a knowledge of good. How do we know this? In Genesis chapter 1, when God said He created everything, after everything He created, what did He say? It's good. It's all good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. So before their sin, Adam and Eve, all they knew was good. But after their sin against God, they had a knowledge of evil. Can you imagine only knowing what is good? Can you imagine they only knew good. And God was good. And everything He created was good. But when they sinned, their sin was passed down through the generations to us. And now we all have a knowledge of good and evil. But we see that their sin 
results in being alienated from God. So the first type of death was spiritual death. They experienced that immediately. The second type of death was physical death. Can you say physical? Physical. We hate them, don't we? Don't you hate physicals? Amen. Um, so there was spiritual death. There was physical death. Now what is uh, physical death? We must understand the very moment that Adam partook of the forbidden fruit, he began to die physically. Although Satan told them, you will not surely die. Surely God won't let you die. So physical death is the sentence determined by God for all those who are sinners. So just as all of us were born spiritually dead, since we are sinners, we will all die physically. Man, this gets better and better. One of my friends the other day was telling me a story. He's got a little girl named Maggie. She's four years old. And they were driving down the road and they went past the cemetery and Maggie said, Dad... That's where people go to get dead. What was Maggie talking about? She was talking about physical death. Maggie in her four-year-old little mind understands that people die physically. She understands that when they die physically, they are buried. Even though that's not where they go to die, she understands that people do die. Now, physical death is the inevitable result of Adam's sin, not only for himself, but also for all of his descendants, except for one, and his name was Jesus. Hebrews 9.27 says, Just as man is destined to die once, and after that, he will face judgment. All of us will die. All of us will face judgment. And when death entered the world through Adam's sin, it spread to all the humans because all of them sinned. Thank you, Adam. Although Adam experienced the spiritual death immediately, the physical death only started to consume his life. It did not happen immediately. See my leaves? Everybody see them? You good? Are these dead? Are these leaves dead? They're alive. They're green, right? If they were dead, they'd be brown. Here is what happened when Adam sinned against God. He died spiritually immediately. He was separated from God spiritually. But physical death only began just as with these leaves. This morning I went out and got these leaves off of a tree. Well, what's going to happen to these eventually? They're going to die physically, but not immediately. They will live for a while. They may live for a few days, but eventually they're going to turn brown and they're going to wither away and they're going to die. That's what happened with Adam physically. Now, I don't know what happened really physically with his body, but I do know he began to die physically. Slowly, his body began to deteriorate. Just as with us, we see as we get older, our bodies are slowly leading towards physical death. Genesis 2.17 here does not mean that Adam had to drop dead in 24 hours. It does mean that he would begin to die physically when he sinned. As the leaf continues to, to live for a while afterwards, so Adam's body continued to function, although it eventually experienced the physical death. So we have spiritual death, physical death. Thirdly is eternal death. Can you say eternal? That's all you've got to remember today. 
There was spiritual death. There was physical death. And there was eternal death. What is eternal death? Eternal death is final separation from God. How does it happen? It happens when spiritual death is coupled together with physical death and these two things come together. If you die physically while you are dead spiritually, you will experience eternal death. Man, I'm like, I could hit the highest notes right now. <clears throat> Sorry. My son, Casey, is like three months years old and he hits these notes all the time and I see how he does it. <clears throat> he screams a lot. Um, so when these two things come together, you die for eternal death. You experience eternal death. And once you experience eternal death, you are separated from God forever. It becomes permanent. Although right now you may be alive physically, but you are dead spiritually. Right now your separation from God is not permanent. That can change. But if those two things come together, the spiritual death and the physical death, you will be separated God, from God permanently. There is no going back. Genesis chapter 3, if you will go there again. Verse 15. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And I will put an enemy between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed and he shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain you shall bring forth children, yet your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree from which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat from it, Cursed is the ground because of you, and toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, because from it you were taken, and from you or for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Now the man called the wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and he clothed them. And he clothed them. What happened when Adam and Eve sinned against God? They realized what evil was. They realized that they were naked. They realized they were naked. They realized evil even though they already knew what good was had Adam and Eve not accepted the clothes that God had provided for them they would have experienced eternal death now as you all know this is said to be the first sacrifice that happened in the Bible here's what I want you to understand when, when God put clothes on Adam and Eve that did not take care of their sin who was the one that could take care of their sin? Jesus. The coverings only covered their sins. Anytime you see this in the Old Testament where there was a sacrifice, it did not provide salvation. It provided a covering until the salvation came through Jesus. They still had to believe, hey, Jesus will forgive me. Jesus will provide salvation for me, not these clothes that God 
had provided. It merely covered their sin. Now those who are only born once physically will die both physically and eternally. However, those who are born twice, physically and spiritually, will die only once physically. Jesus said, whoever lives and believes in me will never die. So today, where are you at? Have you only been born once physically? Because if you have, you will die physically and you will die eternally. But if you have been born both physically and spiritually, if you have believed, you will only die physically. Because of Adam's sin, he was doomed to be separated from God spiritually and physically into eternity had it not been for God's provision. Eternal death would have been the ultimate result of Adam's sin. However, God took care of that. So when Adam ate of the fruit, he died spiritually immediately. He started to die physically. And if he would not have been provided for by God, he would have died eternally. And so would we if it weren't for Jesus. You do realize when God sent His Son to take care of our sin, the only thing good enough to take care of our sin was Himself. Was Himself. That was the only thing He could sacrifice that would take care of our sin. Jesus Himself, His Son, God in the flesh, that was the only thing good enough to take care of your sin and my sin. And without believing in that, you will experience eternal death. Without submitting to that and living your life for Jesus, we will die eternally as well as physically, as well as spiritually. Would you believe today? Because of Adam's sin, we have all experienced spiritual death, spiritual separation from God. We will all experience physical death in our bodies, but we do not all have to face eternal death. Because the uh, alternative to eternal death is what is known as eternal life. And whereas eternal death is separation from God permanently, eternal life is living in His presence permanently. You get to make the choice. Adam's sin was passed down to us through all of his descendants, and we face some of the consequences, but I want you to know today, you do not have to face eternal death. You can face eternal life. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, Your Word says enough for us to understand where we're at, Lord, that we're born spiritually dead, God separated from You, although we can have spiritual life in believing in You, Lord, following You. Lord, we know that we're all going to die physically. We've seen loved ones go on to die physically. We know that's going to come to all of us. Lord, we should know that also, should we not believe in You, should we not follow You, should we not accept your sacrifice for our sins, we will face eternal death, which is separation from you forever. 
God, I pray today if there's anyone here that, Lord, is spiritually dead, God, that they would make the decision to follow You this morning. Lord, to escape eternal separation from You by believing in what You have done for them through Your Son, Jesus, through Yourself being sacrificed on a cross for our sins. God, I pray today that we would follow You more passionately because of what Your Word says. Lord, understanding all that You've done for us. Lord, the, the salvation You've provided for us. Lord, that only You could provide. Lord, I pray this morning that we would be obedient to You. Lord, however we need to repent, Lord, to follow You, or whatever decision needs to be made, I pray it would be made today. Lord, let us not leave here the same way we came. But Lord, changed. Lord, if we're already believers, I pray we're, I pray we're more passionate about telling people about the life that You offer us. Lord, I pray for the lost, Lord, that they would know You today. In Jesus' name, amen.